Welcome, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Flirting Podcast. I am here today with some legendary coaches here at Modern Flirting. I'm talking the one and only Dong. Whoa, yeah. I'm talking <laughs> relationship master extraordinaire Dale Valor. Hell yeah. Let's get it. Let's the, go. So, the social circle king himself, Jay McDaniel. And the goat, the legend, the master of the cold approach, Cosmo. What's up, Cosmo? What up, my brother? So, before we just hopped on here, Jay, was you were telling us uh, of an uh, inopportune time that you ran to Cosmo. What, what happened there, man? Oh, man. It's not as embarrassing as it's going to sound, but, yeah, it's pretty freaking embarrassing. So, um, I'm sitting – I kind of went – decided to like not work from home yesterday. I'm like, all right, let me just, you know, come to a different location. I come into the, uh, the Palazzo cause I've got like this beautiful conference center where I'm actually sitting at now. And um, I want to get some work done, but it's like really loud. They've got like some fire drill thing going on. Then all of a sudden they're trying to reconstruct because all this stuff happening. And I'm like, okay, it's way too loud for me to work in this place. I need to like go somewhere cause I have to take the coaching call that we have. Uh, I'm thinking it was taken over for Dale yesterday. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go into the sauna. No problem. So I go into the sauna because I'm thinking it's quiet. It's cool. No one's going to go in there. I'll be fine. I can do my call. No big deal. And all of a sudden, I'm like teaching. And I just happen to randomly gaze off to the right. And as I gaze off, I happen to see this, this lovely little pretty gentleman like walking past me. I'm like, dude, looks kind of familiar. But it doesn't dawn on me who he is because I'm wearing these like lovely little swannies here. So everything's dark. And the sauna's dark. There's not that much light in there. So I look again. And I'm like, Cosmo? And he just goes, he looks at me like the figures out like that it's me. And I'm like, what the, where the hell are you, what the hell are you doing in here? So I hug him real quick and we, you know, say something back. But I have him like sit down, you know, let the guys know that, you know, you'll see the recording on Zoom for the guys who check this later that Cosmo's sitting down. And um, he's like, yo, I got to go. So I don't know what he was here for, but he was like, I want to catch up with some friends. So he takes off. And <laughs> about 20, 30 minutes later, um, we're talking about trauma work. And I'm trying to lead one of the guys through, like, kind of explaining the process of how he can get over his trauma and what things he can stack together to help with it. And my eyes are closed, and I'm like, okay, so cue habit reward. And then I'm trying to explain it, and all of a sudden, I just hear, hey, guys. And I go, oh, shit. And the, my computer's in my hand. The, the jacuzzi, the, little, the hot tub's in front of me. I almost dropped the computer into the jacuzzi. <laughs> and, I, and not only do I jump, I am actually ass off the seat. I'm that high off the ground and I freak out. My heart starts beating at least about 120 beats a minute at this point. And I'm, I'm like trying to laugh it off to lower the cortisol, but I'm scared shitless and Cosmo's cracking the fuck up. You know, that's probably just payback for scaring him in the first place. I mean, how much of that was actual payback, Cosmo? How much of that was in quote unquote accident? Very premeditated, 100%. <laughs> of course, I yeah, know. At least he owns it. <laughs> It's like extra points and the laptop goes in the pool. <laughs> thank God, thank God I have really good what's called nigga itsu. So like that's what helped the laptop stay in its place. So um and Cosmo, so for those who don't know, Cosmo and J Mac, they're over uh, in LA. Pretty much half the team here is is Cali based. And speaking of LA, Cosmo, you got a new movie coming out. For those who don't know, Cosmo also works as an actor, is rubbing elbows with the celebrities every now and then he deigns to you know grace us with his presence and hang out with us plebes but what's it like <laughs> shooting the movie now like what, what are you what are you working on now uh yeah i just finished a movie called upon waking so um uh it'll be coming out in november it's with a couple instagram 
uh, IG influencers. One is called Elsie. She has a couple million followers. The other one is called Vanessa. She's Dave Navarro's girlfriend. Um, so yeah, it's a movie coming out and, um, it's cool. You know, I get to translate what I do making movies into my social circle game. You see how they both coexist together. I make movies, but also to use my social dynamics expertise and bring them into my life, whether they have boyfriends or husbands, it doesn't matter. Just bringing more high value people into my life. So that's one of them. I have, um, a way home where I play, a where I play a guy that comes back from Afghanistan. He's declared dead. He comes back a year later to find out that the one thing that kept him fighting to come back to see his wife, his wife now has moved on with another guy. Mm. So, Uh, yeah, two and then a couple. So, yeah, life is good, man. Sounds good. Now, I know as much as our listeners want to hear about our movies coming out, I want to hear about J Mac being naked in the sauna and almost destroying his laptop. We got to give the people what they want. And obviously, you know, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you want to hear some next level advice when it comes to the dating scene, the social scene, leveling up your lifestyle as a man. And this, you know, what Cosmo brought up is actually a really good point. And I'm going to ask get you on, on this, Cosmo, but I want everybody's kind of take on it. I've done a whole call on this, actually, inside our VIP program uh, in our library. I've done a, like an hour long lecture on this. But so many guys go out and they meet women. Uh, whether they're introduced to them, they're cold approach them, what maybe not so much online dating, but they go out and meet women. And especially, especially the incredibly attractive women, the high quality ones, the ones that every guy truly wants, guess what they all have? And that's a boyfriend. They're almost every single incredibly attractive woman is dating somebody, right? So, it, and especially guys who go out and meet women in the daytime, you're going to hear more than anything else. Oh, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend. For most guys, that's just game over. It's rejection. They're done. But what I've noticed with myself and for all of you guys, the team here, Mono Flirting, we don't, we don't let that slide. Like, no, we actually can make things happen. And no, we're not telling you, like, how to get a girl to cheat on her boyfriend. Uh, we, we find a way to make use of every single interaction to eventually get those kind of girls. But I want to hear everybody's kind of their mindset on it. What happens when you meet a girl with a boyfriend or a husband, maybe that's what's a husband, but it could be a husband too. Um, what what does that trigger? What kind of tips would you give a guy? What do you do? All of the above, Cosmo. Let's let's hear you first. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that primarily I'm ninety percent cold approach, but the people who kind of hang out with me in my in my regular life and and what I kind of coach is mostly social circle game. I'm uh, you know I get a lot of endorphins doing cold approach. It's fun. But for me, when a guy, when a girl says that she has a boyfriend, I immediately always transition to finding out what his passion is. It happened to me three days ago. I got like six, seven new girls in my life. They all have a boyfriend. Yeah. So what's his passion? Like, what do you, well, you know, I know what you do. What does he do? Oh, you know, he's actually a film investor or he works in ad. I find out what the guy does and I go, oh, that's so cool. The second step is there's a commonality. I go, you would, you would love to meet my buddy, Jared. I'm going to invite you to one of our weekly events, bring him out, bring anyone that you want and I'll, and I'll connect you guys. And I, that's basically just two steps that I do. I find out what he does. Right. Then I go, Oh wow. That's so interesting. He does that. I would love to invite you to one of our events. You come, you know, with him by yourself, whatever makes you feel comfortable and they come out and that's how I kind of funnel him into my life. And, but doesn't the boyfriend or husband get mad? I'm playing devil's advocate guys, by the way, I'm just saying what I'm imagining. Uh, somebody listening to this will say, doesn't the husband or boyfriend get mad that you're hitting on his girl? 
Absolutely not. The boyfriend and husband almost always love me. If the guy's very insecure, ooh, this is a good one. If 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 the guy is insecure, there's been some instances where he goes, "Bro, what do you want with my girl? Like, what are you doing?" But when that happens, it's very 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 common that that guy will lose that very attractive girl within the next couple months because that girl is now seeing that this guy is not really a high value guy if he feels threatened every single time another guy walks up. So. And to be honest with you, I, I kind of don't even want to hang out with that with, with that kind of energy. So I'm, it really doesn't matter to me. But I'm never actually hitting on the girl. I'm Aaron, always, thank you. I was like, you're not dropping the biggest bomb there. Is that you're not I'm, hitting on her. I'm, I'm actually not hitting on the girl. I'm actually, if I go to a social circle event, I'm talking to the girl the same way that I would talk to Dale or Dong or any of my guy friends that are there. I, my behavior, my character doesn't change. Same exact thing. Amazing. Dale, what about you, brother? I know you got some tips. Not too much different than what Cosmo said. Now, it might not be a like an event in particularly, you know, like, hey, this thing going on this weekend, blah, blah, blah. Though it could be that. Uh, more so, it becomes a thing of, um, you know, couples night type of deal. So maybe somebody, I, me and somebody I'm seeing hanging out with her and her significant other, you know what I mean? Um, planning something like that, you know, so not too much, not, not too different, but you know, J-Mag, anything you want to add to the mix? We'll pick another topic in a second, but so, I mean, for the most part, almost every girl essentially that I talked to is going to be in that situation that has a boyfriend. So for me, it's, it's another day at the office. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really say that I'm going to do much different than what Cosmo directly is doing is besides the fact of, okay, the girl's got a boyfriend. I know that she's got friends that are attractive. Right. So, and what I want to build is my SEAL Team 6. So if she's got a boyfriend, okay, cool. Hot girls know they're hot girls. I'm going to meet like her. I'm going to meet the boyfriend. If the dude is weird, then I'm going to more than likely be like, you know, probably not have him come out to the event because it's not because I don't like him. It's because of the repercussions of bringing that weird dude out. As Cosmo would say, that dude's bad energy is going to actually spoil the rest of the events for mm -hmm. everyone else that's there to get value. I actually had this happen. Um, I was at a, uh, it was my birthday, funny enough. And we were doing a party at, uh, I think it was uh, Casa Unichi. So Michael Ford. Jesus Christ. Whoa. Well, that's never going to have for the fuck. So those who don't know, uh, J-Mac's entire building just exploded. It was it was really awful to watch, but... I thought Cosmo popped up. <laughs> red alert. Yeah, red alert. Like We just got censored by the man. That's what that sound was, but all right. Anyways, J-Mac, what, what were you saying? Basically, it was my, birth, my birthday. Um, one of my friends happens to show up at the event. I happen to, like, hop off stage. And I walk up to her to go say hello. The immediate time that I go walk up to her to say hi, um, go give her a hug. And this dude pushes me, like, literally about three feet back. And he's like, what the hell was that? And I'm just like, I, and I, I don't even say anything. I'm just kind of like, what the hell? And then she looks at her boyfriend and is like, yo, what the hell? Like, that's my, like, really good friend. Like, what are you doing? And it's his birthday. And the dude, he kind of says sorry. The owner of the building happens to be, was like a mentor of mine. He walks me and goes, hey, brother, are you okay? I kind of saw what happened. I know whenever Michael says that, what's going to happen. He's asking me, do I want to get this dude kicked off the premises? This dude didn't know. Like that, that's, that's why I don't like those situations because I could just get squirted off. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do that to him. Actually, the best way to kind of make 
salt the wound, let that dude be an asshole, be really nice to him, he's going to actually break his own relationship up. And then more than likely, I'll end up with your girlfriend later because you were too insecure about it. It's crazy Sorry. that, you know, obviously dealing with, um, you know, dealing, of course, we're getting censored again. Dealing with, um, <laughs> dealing with guys is part of this, you know, part of the game. If you're going to go out, you're going to create a lifestyle. Like what we do, for guys who don't understand with modern flirting, it's, it's so beyond the old pickup days. I, I hate even making those analogies. It's really creating a badass, meaningful, fulfilling attractive social lifestyle insert all these adjectives and where you are having these events you are having fun you are meeting women out and about wherever you go and but part of that is you're you're going to come into conflict with some guys you're going to be meeting guys <clears throat> you either rub them the wrong way for for whatever reason they get upset you're talking to a girl and for the most part correct me if i'm wrong anybody but for the most part they're not really a threat they, they beat their chest a little bit there are some exception there are some guys who kind of get in your face but i've pretty much been able to de-escalate all of mine i have heard some horror stories a student like gets hit on the head with a bottle by some guys some woman's husband or whatever but it's it's so rare it's like rarer than a car accident honestly but i know it's a concern i know it's a fear for a lot of guys maybe starting this journey going up and talking to strange women uh <clears throat> throwing events being more social and just worry about like what happens when they meet an aggro guy what happens when they meet a guy who's acting like a bully i mean dong have you have you have any experiences or any stories or uh how you've dealt with guys who are just in your face or being aggressive maybe how you de-escalated it or you, you tell yeah. me brother yeah totally i mean when we go out you know um i think the rule of thumb is that you want to treat everyone alike right you want to treat everybody in the nightclub or in the venue like a 10 and the best way to deal with that is to befriend the male friends. You don't know if it's a boyfriend, you don't know if it's a male friend. So you ask the question, the magic question, you know, how do you guys know each other? And then the woman will usually reveal the relationship. Oh, I met, met him through the art class or whatever, or I'm, you know, it's my boyfriend, you know? So knowing that you, you can use that information now to, you know, sort of pump the guy up, right? It's like the uh, quote unquote sports bro sports conversation that you have with him like find out what he's into usually guys are into cars into sports into fitness so into like um it's befriending it, yeah befriending to, yeah has, so, have, you know. has a guy ever gotten physical with you though or like pushed you or or any of any of the coaches have you guys had had to deal with that at all or i i have certainly dealt with that in the past i mean uh so the best way is to just act like it didn't happen. And then make a joke out of it and then roll forward, right? Find out what this guy needs and then just be fun him that way. Dale, I saw you ready to Yeah, I, 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 I never ran into a situation where I had to de-escalate something except for once. And that's a whole long story that we probably don't have time for. But... Um, what a fucking open loop that is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I got to learn more from For Dale, all those who want to know, inside the Modern Fluting VIP program, Dale will be <laughs> disclosing... That incredible secret story of his. All right, so. Well, it, it wasn't on the approach. Right. Basically, just, all right, long story, super duper short. Uh, this what girl, is the end of it? He got aggressive. How did you? He got aggressive. Yeah. I de-escalated it. Uh, this dude jumped over the bar. He was working back in the kitchen, jumps over the bar. And, and the, the, the crux of it is, is that uh, his girl was cheating on him with me, but I didn't know that he existed. You know, and so mm. and then she told him out of guilt and Damn. 
there, and I just happened to swing through. Oh, this guy knew about it. Dude jumped Plot over. <laughs> Dude jumped over the uh, the counter, and and I told him I was like, "Hey man, listen, um, there's one or two ways that we can handle this. We can either talk it out. I'm not trying to knuckle up with you, but if you come at me, I'm defending myself. So you need to ask yourself, is it worth it if you come at me? Because I don't want to see you get fired, man. Dude was on the clock. I'm that like, is the most money. See. That is such a great de-escalation technique. I, I view something very similar to that, where if a guy wants to fight, I'm like, bro, is this worth both of us getting thrown out of this club and banned for life? Like, what are we talking about right now? Like, I, well, like he, would Nick, not, he would have lost his job. Yeah. He would have lost his job. Police would have came, because it's in little quaint, lily white, right. little town. Um, police would have been there in a lickety split. So uh, we go outside, and I told him again, I was like, look, man, you come at me, I'm defending myself, and I'm not going to swing on yeah. you. Yeah. You know, and I told him what happened. And by the end of it, you know, he was he was salty at his girl. I was like, your anger is misdirected here, dude. I didn't know you existed until like two minutes ago. All right. I'd be pissed, too. I understand where you're coming from. I get it. But. It's misdirected. All right. So we, we, we kind of talked it out or whatever. And I think most guys where they mess up is they approach the girl that's with a guy or two or whatever. Um, and then, then the, the guys feel disrespected, yep. even if it's one of their sisters or something. It, they, they feel from a pride level disrespected because this guy came up talking to this girl like, you don't know. Like, you might be dating. You have no it's idea. It's a shitty feeling. Even with me, like I'm pretty welcoming and nice friendly with everybody. But like when a guy just comes up and starts talking to a girl I'm with, date or friend or anything, it's like, hey, hello, excuse yeah, you. It's exactly. just like manners. I'm a person. I am here. Hello. He should have came, if that happens, the dude should come up and talk to you first and then right. use you as a pivot to talk to that girl. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I kind of know, I really suspect at some point Cosmo has had to run out of a guy's a girl's room naked because of a guy coming in or something. I, I feel like there's a story, Cosmo. Back, back. We're putting what happened in the sauna? Just I say, yeah, if it happens in the sauna, I'm like, I see you like sitting there smirking or whatever. I'm almost like positive some story where it's like, fuck, I need to book it out of here or you got caught or something. I mean, you tell me, Cosmo. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to make one up, but honestly, that's I've never been in that position, to be honest with you. Really? I've never been in a position where in the middle of sex or right after, you know, the boyfriend comes over or she tells me she has a husband. I, I, I've never been there. All right. I'm about to blow your guys. So, okay. This happened early before I was, no, I was coaching, but I was coaching very like, th this story is wow. fucking ridiculous. All right, guys, wow. this is, no I almost more. forgot. I almost forgot about the story until Dale's thing. And it was like triggered. So I'm like coaching locally, like just in Florida, like a nothing company. We had like five students, whatever. Um, but I was decent. I was going out, talking, you know, talking to girls, whatever. I hook up with this girl and she starts dating me. And then while we start dating, it turns out she's also dating this other guy. I'm the guy she was cheating on him with. But instead of just a fling, she's like, I choose you. She's like, I was with him. I should have told you, but... I didn't want to ruin anything and forget the guys. So long story short, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but basically she, she's living in Georgia. I'm in Florida, number one. So this is long distance. This is not even like, like I'm around. She's dating a guy in Georgia who she leaves for me long distance. 
Then, as she's my girlfriend, you know, we called it like our, I called it my Georgia girlfriend. I'm her Florida boyfriend. Basically, when we're in the same state, we're together. We're not. You do you. I do me. Um, I come up to visit her to Georgia. And I'm like, where should we stay? Because we're young. I'm like 21 or 22 at this time. She's like a year or two older than me. She's like 23, 24. And she's like, oh, I got a house we can stay in. And I'm like, all right, like, yeah, I'm going to drive up. We'll stay in a house. Guess whose house we're staying in? It's her ex-boyfriend's house who's there. We're staying <laughs> in. I didn't know. I get in there. We're staying in his guest room. I swear to God, this dude at first did not like, of course, he was like standoffish and like, you know, weird towards me, as he should be. I would also be that way. Like, I do not. Jerry, like Jerry, Jerry, I've, got, I've got one question. Yeah. Was your, was your dick out? That's all I want to know. I know Later, know. he found, <laughs> dude, it's so bad. He found condoms in the trash can um, in the guest room. And he's like, hey, can you not while you're in the house? I'm like, sure. You know what? Yes. Like, <laughs> he found like a condom wrapper or something. And I'm just like, wow, this is so weird. But here's the kicker. At the end of that weekend, when he saw me and he saw how I was dealing with her and like messing around with her and he got to like begrudgingly get to know me because we're like living in a house together for three or four, five days or however long it was, he starts asking me if I can teach him. The, the dude literally, which is like, yo, can you show oh, me what you do and whoa, how this works? Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Wait, so let me, I forgot so wait. about this story. You triggered something. So let me get this straight. You're smashing his chick. Yes. And he's like, how he are goes, you doing this? <laughs> then he goes from, hold on, I'm angry at you. I want to kill you. So hold on. Let me go pay you a couple grand. <laughs> I was like, yeah. No, I didn't charge him. I have. Well, that's how I became Jared's student. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> that makes, dude, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I, did not, I, did not, I did not charge him. I, I was like, bro, I got you. You let me stay in your house. You're Tell such a good I, sport. Oh my. Check those receipts. I want to check the receipts. All right, we will check to receive. This was before Mount Florida. This was like, I mean, I'm 36 now. I was like 22 at the time. So this is over a decade ago. Um, but it was, yeah, that, I, wow. I literally forgot about this story. It's crazy. That is not where That's I thought that story was going. I thought you were going to say the girl was dating one of your students currently. Or not current, not a current student, but oh. current at the time. That's where I thought that story was going. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it, was, it was fucking nuts. So maybe, so maybe why I haven't had that experience, guys, has been because coming up lived. After, <laughs> well, well, apparently, yeah. After I won the show, I I did my best to avoid any kind of dating coach because I quickly found out, like the first four months going through quote unquote fame, what I was going through and hanging out with these dating coaches, I found it very common that they would sleep with each other's girlfriend. Oh my god! They wouldn't yes. say anything. So I think that is what appalled me to that. And I think that's what I steer really good at is even if I thought the girl was really attractive and she said, you know, she makes a move and she has a boyfriend, I'll walk away. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's where um, my trauma comes from because I just saw it so much and I thought it was disgusting. It's rampant in other industries. Yeah. It's, I don't understand like how they still work together and do other shit. Like they steal each other's girls on the regular. It's like it's a culture there. Yeah. Something that drives me nuts about that, like, I, I don't, I don't, like, we, everyone talks about, like, bro code, but I swear to, I swear, there's something so odd about the fact of, like, if, I don't care who on this call, if you have a girl, and, like, that's your girl, 
And like, I see her out, I'm like, and I see something funny, I'm like, yo, dude, like your chick is out, something like, something funky's happening. There's a level of like bro code there to where it's like, you should look out for your people, look out for your boy. Like, how the hell can I trust you if you'll sleep with absolutely anything? Because right. that means if I have someone around you that like is important to me, you have no boundaries, you have no morals, you have no scruples. In this industry, that's, I'm like, there should be a level of like actual scruples. Like we're talking about bringing men in the highest standards but then you don't have those same standards. I think it's a little sick. I've been, honestly, I've been like trying almost not to look at stuff in this industry or whatever. I want to out of this industry. Like I don't like the dating coaching aspect. I like to, I like calling us what we are men's lifestyle coach. I mean, just recently we brought on print. I don't know if you guys got to meet him yet or whatever. He's helping our guys uh, with fitness, with time management, the more entrepreneurial, you know, type stuff. Um, I'm talking, you know, um, we got other guys like Madeline uh, brought in. She's helping guys, she's, you know, therapists helping guys with uh, emotional freedom techniques, overcoming traumas, anxiety. Like this is so beyond at this point, just, oh, how do I hook up with some girl or whatever, you know? And, and it should be because in order to, like, I'll, use, I'll use a crude, like old analogy. If you want to get a 10, you have to be a 10. You have to like dial in your life, get your stuff set up, the lifestyle, the, the social circle, finances, fitness, whatever, right? And I think that's what more and more guys are gravitating towards. And every single time I check in on other people in this industry, there are some good ones. I mean, yo, shout out to Robbie Kramer. Shout out to uh, Marnie. I, you know, I love her. Um, there, Shout out to Hypnotica. Like there are some really great coaches other people that have nothing to do we are not endorsed by them they're not endorsed by us in any way they're just good you know i'm just gonna give them i'm give credit where credit's due but for every good one i find like the people i just mentioned there are so many bad ones who literally are basically trying to make guys and turn them into glorified sex addicts that's really all it comes down to and they, you get they get their whole validation their whole mindset their whole purpose of can I be sleeping with girls? Can I, okay, I am. Well, I got to sleep with more girls. I got to sleep with hotter girls. And if you're doing all of that, then, well, now you got to sleep with two of them at a time. The only way to feel good about yourself. And it's none of it is actually making them better. What, I, what I'm realizing is a lot of the stuff I see, and I'm going to go a little bit of rant. I want to hear your guys, your experiences from other people in the industry, but I see it like, we're going to, and they did it to me. I, I, I learned, I was a student at one point. I learned this, you know, way back in the ancient days. Um, you got to pretend to be something you're not. You have to fake this value that you clearly do not have. And it makes you this weird guy who's trying to do this elaborate illusion, but it's all a, it's like a Ponzi scheme. It's all like, you're not anything special and there's no leveling up to become something special. And then what's worse is now there's the red pill, black pill, MGTOW, incel, all these movements that are hurting guys. I think I talked about it before, too. This is a topic that's near and dear to me because I think it's messing guys up. But I'm going to shut up. Um, I want to hear from you, J-Mac. What have you seen in this industry? Because you worked with a lot of other coaches in the past, too, without saying names. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, what, what's so crazy about this is that um, it's funny because I'm, I'm actually I'm remembering this because I'm thinking, we're thinking back to um, – when you sent me to recruit Cosmo in Vegas, and I remember me and Cosmo having a really long conversation about like, not trying to like this people in the industry, but like people that we just directly didn't like. And it was because like, oh my God, the fire alarm. It's really gonna do this. All right, well, we're, we're gonna have to deal with these. Cosmo, fill in the blanks for us, brother. What was the conversation about? 
Yeah, the conversation was basically about like what, what I just talked about was the fact that it was, uh, you know, these people are frauds and they're not really teaching, you know, um, I mean, what they're teaching, they're not applying in their own life. They have no character. And um, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, so that's, that's why I, you know, but, but on a more positive note, I think that for me, I just surround myself with people um, who are like-minded like me, like, for example, you, Jared, I, I can go to Tulum with you and leave my girl with you for four days. And I would never have one thought in my head if you might have sex with her and, or hook up with her. That's, that's a comforting feeling for me. That's, I, I, I enjoy that. Yeah. And, and, and it's sad that because that should be the norm. <laughs> that shouldn't be like a special. <laughs> <laughs> Setting the bar pretty low. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> I should trust that when I get in a car with you and you're driving, we don't get into an accident. It's like, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that yeah. feeling. <laughs> oh. Cosmo's been hurt, but we're, we're going to, we, we brought him over to the good side. We're going to take care of him. No more, no more trauma. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, the, something I coach is I feel like everyone that creates their social circle should have all walks of life in their social circle, right? Yeah. Like I have the young billionaire, millionaire kid in my social circle. I have the tough ass fight guy, really UFC fighter. He's really humble, really soft-spoken. But if anything breaks out, this guy's almost ready. all around me. Then I have the stand-up comedian guy that if anytime there's a conversation that gets boring, he'll start to like – crack on people he's just so good energy you have me i'm the guy the connector right i can go up and open anyone talk to anyone and then i have the wing girls that are just girls that are i treat like my sisters that happen to be really attractive and that you know that's kind of what it boils down to um we are running a little bit short on time um i'm gonna pass the last couple questions here for you dong have you noticed a different place like san francisco or other areas is it harder to form social circle, make connections uh, there? Does it, do you think it depends on what kind of city you're in, small town, cultural differences, China, America? I'm, I'm curious what you think on it when it comes to building a social circle. Yeah, I think, Jerry, in terms of building a social circle, um, there's like pros and cons to each town that you're in, right? So San Francisco, some guys say San Francisco is a lot harder than um, America because there are more guys, like the rate ratio. I, I don't know how you do it. God bless you, Don. Like that is... <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like the way I think about it or, or the way that I teach my students, like it's going to train you for ha having stronger skills. It's like... Uh, fair. Right? It's like when yeah. you go, go to uh, Florida, um, the, you know, the misconception is all the Florida women are really hard to get because they're all nice, nice and tense. But you're also training yourself to become a uh, better coach that way. So I think it's not about where you are. It's really about how you play to your strengths. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. I got it. No, yeah. good now you've got that song stuck in my head. Like all yeah. Dale, here's a, here's the toughest question I think I've ever given you okay. since I've known you. Right? I, 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 not is math. It, is, I'm, is, I'm is not that tech? mean. I'm not that mean. <laughs> it's probably the most difficult question I, I think you can, can answer. What is good about being in Detroit? Why Detroit? What is, like, tell me. <laughs> Dude, Detroit's great, man. I'm telling you. I'm uh, telling you right now. Anybody who comes here who has never been here before, um, they leave with a real appreciation of the city. Everybody who comes here has a great time. It, the reputation is far worse than 
what Fair. really goes on here. I'm in Florida. We have like the worst reputation of any state, probably other than maybe like Alabama, like Florida. Man. Well, okay, yeah, but you're you're in cosmopolitan Florida. You're not like out in the swamp. You Still, know I, mean? I never knew how hated Florida was until I moved and I lived in Vegas or San Diego, and they're like, "You're from Florida? What the hell? You but you don't seem crazy and weird and and freaky like." What the oh, hell? Don't? <laughs> it's like, if you're from Florida, there's something wrong with you. And, and then I started watching the news. I'm like, I get it. National news. Every weird thing keeps happening in Florida. I get it. I will say this, though. For people that, um, that come to Detroit and things like that, you best to check yourself. Don't come here acting like acting crazy, trying to talk to people crazy or anything like that. Because people's bullshit tolerance is very small here. Things pop off that fast. You know what I mean? And so that's that's the one thing. And then that's – I tell people like this all the time. If you – you were kind of alluding to it with Dong in San Francisco, but if you can do good quote-unquote game here, you will kill it anywhere else. It is so hard here. Yeah, you got to find a major city that resonates with you. And if, I love – I love – meeting women and doing stuff in different cities because there's always these little cultural differences. When I go to another country like in Europe or or, or Asia or whatever, it's always like, oh, I got to figure this out again because there are weird little cultural differences. And it usually takes me about like two days to like dial it in, but it's fun. All right, guys. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, so, well, thank you, Dong, Dale, Jay, Matt, Cosmo for being here. For those uh, who are listening, we are going to be doing these round panels from here on out for the podcast. So you're going to be stuck with me for the most part. Maybe not, you know, maybe the last one was just, Dale was eating it. But for the most part, you it's kind of a coin toss on which coaches you're going to get here. So keep tuning in, check out, uh, check us out each week. We're going to, I'm going to make my pledge to keep promoting this, getting this out for you. And if you have any questions, if you have topics or things that you want covered on this podcast, it's really simple. Uh, reach out to me. You can send me an email, psych, P-S-Y-C-H, at modernflirting.com. You can also hit all of us up on Facebook, you, you know, Cosmo PUA, Jay McDaniel, Dale Valor, uh, Dong Lu, Jared Psych Lawrence. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. If you want to see something on the show, let us know, and I will do my best to incorporate it in. So that's it for us, guys. Until next week. Yeah, yeah.